to bring up our second guest. I'm really excited. We've known mm-hmm. this girl for, I guess, about a year, I guess it is. Yeah, and we've probably watched, around about that long. And we've watched her grow into something great. And she sent me a story. I already had half the questions written down that I was going to talk about. She sent me her story. And I basically balled the questions up because I'm like, okay, we're not going there. <laughs> God already set up. <laughs> this is the direction we got to go with this. This is. I she already knew kind of about this, a lot of the story because she posted about this on Facebook not long ago, and I was mm-hmm. stunned. But she has so much in common, really, with Sandy and I too on some issues. Now, you know, on oh, some. Oh yes, I read the story too, and it's, it's yeah. powerful. And we're looking it's forward very to having powerful. her on. A lot to delve into there. <laughs> so if you're ready to break some chains, Taylor D, you here? I'm here. Thank you for being on the show. We yes. really appreciate How you. are y'all? Oh, we're we doing are great. Good. It's so good <laughs> to, to finally this. officially talk to you guys. Yes, we're excited to have and, you on here today. And thank you for a couple weeks ago where you would have Jumped in if Ava couldn't make it on the show. We yeah, I so appreciate that. I'm glad she was able to make it and all that. Oh, Oh, yeah, I love me some I love me some Ava Page. So I'm I'm glad she was able to. She is awesome. Rock star it through it, even though she's going through so much. She is a superstar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've been through one heck of a life. But before I we really get there, have. I've had some. I've had some ups and some downs and lots of crazy <laughs> stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. I mean, but before we get there, let's go on a light note a little bit because I think we're going to get a little heavy here in a little while. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what you, you know, about yourself, where you're from, hobbies, just the basic stuff, so people can know. Okay. Um. Well, I kind of grew up all over the DFW Metroplex. I started off in Mesquite, Texas, and then I went to um, Rockwall, Texas, and then Plano, Texas, and then Forney, Texas, and then I eventually wow. made my way back to Mesquite, Texas, where I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my friends were like, where have you been? <laughs> so, um, speaking of low riders, Chris, I heard you talking about your low rider and all that. That's a funny, a funny story. In in my mesquite days, I dated a guy with a low rider truck, and um, I I was big time into that, uh, into the low riders. I even mm-hmm. wore the t-shirts that had the low riders on the shirts. Like I was a huge oh, wow. tomboy. Um, (laughs) and real quick a story I was skipping lunch with my boyfriend in that lowrider truck and we just happened to total his truck at the red light in front of our school oh wow so we got busted (laughs) you you know it's funny that you said total because what destroyed my um my lowrider was it being totaled um I had I lost my license um, right before it was totaled um, mm-hmm. from reckless driving and all that stuff that you do at 18 years old. <laughs> and oh, yeah. So I lost my license through all that. And I re- and um, so I had a friend of mine that was always around us, around me, and he had license. So I said, um, well, you, you can drive us around. And he loved it because he wanted to drive the lowrider truck because <laughs> it was a oh, 1990 yeah. Mitsubishi lowrider I mean, and when I say lowrider, it it was a real lowrider, not a wannabe. I mean, I got stuck on River Street because, not because we, I had fins that dropped, but because the bottom of the truck would hit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I remember we were driving one night, and we had my girlfriend at that time, back when I was eighteen, with us, and we were in the passenger seat. He's driving down the road, and all I remember is sliding and we get t-boned and he was probably yep. going 50 60 an hour and the officer after it was over came to he came up to me and said this is your truck right yeah he says um do you know how lucky you are it's like what do you mean he goes 
I normally would not say this. He said, but because your truck was a lowrider, that's the only reason you did not flip. Wow. Because where we got T-Bone was a small front end. Well, the front end couldn't get under the vehicle because it was low. <clears throat> so he told us that you would have flipped and probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't a lowrider. Wow. <laughs> so, and, of God course, he hated to say that because he hated lowriders. He said, like, I hate to even say this because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, but that well, lowrider saved your life. Mine, mine and my... Mine and my ex-boyfriends at the time, that was our little hobby, and he had the whole airbag <laughs> things. And, I mean, of course, since then, I've kind of grown out of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I uh, – what else do I like to do other than other than sing my little heart out? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have two kids, so I'm always busy with them. I have a 10-year-old little boy and a two-and-a-half-year-old mm. little girl. So oh, wow. they keep me on my toes and super busy. Yeah, when little Chris gets 10, Caitlin will be two. So we'll be right there with you in two years. That's right. Oh, we'll have yeah. that age kids in a couple of years because we have an eight-year-old and a 10-month-old right now. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do some play dates. We will. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, they would love that. <laughs> so growing up, who were some of your musical influences? Um. My number one musical influence is Janis Joplin through and through, and that. Why did I know you were going to say that? I I don't know why. Knowing your story, (laughs) I just I don't know that 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 makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. That makes me feel good that that makes sense. Um, My (laughs) my dad my dad introduced me to her at a really young age, and I I just couldn't get enough of her. So. I would listen to her, and I just thought, man, I want to be like her one day. Like, she was just so cool, and and her performances on stage were crazy and so full of energy, and you don't you don't see that ever, you know? So yeah. mm-hmm. I, try to, I try to bring it as, as big as I can when I perform. And, oh, wow. Um, I've, I've had so many people come up to me and be like, oh, my gosh, you're like the new age Janis Joplin, and my heart just like, did you see the girl on um on America's Got Talent a co- I guess a couple seasons ago that they compared to Janice Joplin? Yes, I did. I thought that was something too. See, I did tra- see her. She was she was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Boy, fans yeah, were really upset when she way. got kicked Sorry. off. Anybody that can bring it like that, I am definitely rooting for. <laughs> yeah, she was all in. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta leave it. You just gotta leave it on the stage. You gotta just bear your your yeah. heart and soul, and that's that's when I feel on my end. That's when the true artistry of what I do comes alive. Yeah. Is being able to and just got, be naked on the stage and 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 you and, got more reason to do to leave it on the stage. Um, let's get into some of that. Okay. After reading your story, I'm like, I'll let you get in. Tell us a little bit about your childhood because I think we can break some um, things here. Well, I um, I grew up with a single mom. My parents split up when I was about one, so I never really knew my parents together. Um, mm-hmm. They, to this day, do not like each other. Um, oh, wow. So that's been that's been rough all you know in itself uh growing up and all the fighting and the cops being called Mm. and just the crazy drama that I had to grow up around um and so my mom got remarried she was with my stepdad for about seven years and um he was pretty abusive towards my brother I never saw the end of that because I I just really stuck to myself and just I was just Mm. like the quiet kid in the corner that you know, didn't say anything, didn't want to get in trouble. Um, so he ended up cheating on my mom and, um, and we, we ended up moving to a town called Rockwall, Texas. And at that time, Rockwall was very snooty and, and you knew, you knew that it was all about money Mm -hmm. in that town. Yeah, we understand that. mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So if you if you didn't drive, if your mom didn't drive a certain car and you didn't live in a certain house and you didn't wear certain kind of clothes, you you were going to be picked on and made fun of, and that's sort of where I landed. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of didn't want to make any friends because I was really mad that I moved to Rockwall in the first place. I was like, I was just angry. I wanted to stay with my friends in the seat. And um, I ended up, I ended up making a few friends and they kind of stuck with me throughout my Rockwall time. But uh, I, during that time, I um, experienced a lot of, uh, just a lot of mean, a lot of mean things. I would, I would eat, I would eat my lunch in the, in the bathroom stall. Um, just, just to avoid people making fun of me. Again, I was a tomboy. I was a nerd. I did not, I did not Mm -hmm. fit in and I was quiet and people took my quietness as, oh, well, you know, she's weird or, or why doesn't she talk, you know? So little did they know, I was just, I was just observing. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and um, yeah. so during that time, I kind of cling, I clinged on to music uh, more than ever. And I mean, I had always known. By then, I was like 12 years old, and I had known by then that I wanted to, I wanted to pursue music as a career. I just didn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that, you know, in doing that, I would have to be on a stage, and that that freaked me out, completely yeah. freaked me out. And um, so once. Uh, uh, one of my best friends passed away. He he was actually from Mesquite, and he passed away um, in a in a car accident after wow. leaving my after oh. leaving my my house, and um, it really destroyed me. But at the same time, I would remember everything he used to tell me. Like you need to sing. The world needs to hear your voice. You need mm-hmm. to tell your stories. Mm-hmm. Like this is a God-given talent, and you've got to share it. Amen. And after after that, like I sang at his funeral, and that was the first time I'd ever sang in public. Um, oh wow! And yeah, and it was it was very very scary, but but he was right there with me. God was there with me. All like mm-hmm. my friends from Mesquite all walked up to the stage with me and held my hand, and I got through it. And um, to this day, people still reach out to me and say, "Do you remember when you sang at Blake's funeral?" and you know, it, it touched a lot of people, and um, mm-hmm. and that is when I really knew that this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and then digging a little deeper, I my, my mom ended up moving us to Plano after about mm-hmm. three years in Rockwall. She met a guy, and we moved to Plano. Um, he ended up uh, sexually abusing me. Um, wow. I was about 14 years old, mm-hmm. and. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody believed Believe it or me, not, I've been the there artist. too. Believe it believe it or not, I was there at fourteen. Yeah. So. I mean yep. it's 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 definitely something I don't talk about a lot, but I know it's something that I need to talk about. It's part of my healing process as well, is sharing yeah. my stories and and, right. and hopes I help other people. Um Yeah, 'cause that's that's what our show's about is to help heal the artist through their stories, but also help heal the audience. Because yeah, when people know exactly. when people and, that are listening says, you know what? I was molested too. I sh- yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't be ashamed. She's no, pursuing her, you know. Or, she's pursuing her dream. Yep. Nobody should ever think it's their fault, and nobody no. should ever give up on on what they're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish in life just because something horrible, some someone horrible had to do something horrible to you. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't let that be a determination of where you're headed in life. And um, exactly. I almost let it destroy me. I, I mean, oh, wow. I got really bad on drinking and drugs, and you know, Been it, was, it was a really hard time in my life. Yeah, and, I went um, through 19 years of addictions. I think because of what happened at age 14, I didn't start yeah. the addictions until 17. But what had happened with me was I poured my heart into the old we, I used to be really good on the bicycle stuff, and I did all the tra- I was the crazy people that rode the ramps, the quarter pipe, uh-huh. half pipe, and stood on handlebars. And so I was one of those crazy people. <laughs> and I, because I did that, after all that that happened to me at 14, I poured everything into that. Well, by 17, I had friends saying, "Why are you still on that bicycle? That's for kids." And and I and 
it didn't click in my head that your average pro BMXer was 20 at the time. You right. know, but I'm think, but I let I let them steal my dream because I was good enough to probably within a year or two to go pro by by 20. But I wasn't thinking that. All I could think of is the crowd is telling me this, telling me that. Well, as soon as they stole that dream from out from under me, well, what happens when you don't have a dream? You find something I mean, to fulfill it. Exactly. And that's when alcohol came and in. Something to that's fill that, and then you feel even more bad, and so you start using yep. even more. And blaming, you start blaming everything and everybody for all your problems and your addiction. And, I mean, it's a it's a vicious cycle. And I have lived the addiction life. I mean, my, my pretty much since I was 14 years old, I've been struggling with it. So I know, I know exactly what you got, what you have experienced as well. Yeah, I went, yeah, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. So with the help of God. I think that's amazing. <laughs> You have your own story to be told, and I think what you're doing and helping helping other artists be heard as well as your stories be heard, I think that's pretty incredible. And, and see, I think that's where some hosts go wrong. I guess I kind of want to be the Oprah of um, interviewing artists because most hosts, they ask questions and leave it at that. They let, they let the – they only have the – um, get the artist talking, yes. yeah. But Oprah changed that, and she's the only one that I know of that that does it like this. Where, when they say something, she brings up, "Oh, I've got a story that ties right to that." And I, right. I think that's I think that's what people need want to hear. That they want they don't want to just hear, they want to hear both sides because again, we all have stories to tell, and that's why I really yes, love what we we're do. doing. And I love the artists that are giving us a chance because we can all share in our stories to help. Cause that's what it's about is helping the next people not go through what we go through or if they are going through it to help them get through it because we got through it. Right. And never give up. And, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I sat and just cried and just thought, like, God, this this can't be it for me. Like this, I mean, and, you know, being being – all in my addiction and I'm thinking yep. I mean there was a point and there was a point in my life where I was homeless living out of my red sunfire. Oh wow. Uh when I was mm. seventeen years old and and I'm sitting here praying to God like this can't this can't be it. This this is not what I'm meant to do. And yeah. and well, you're, from that you're moment in good forward, company I got there. Clean. Hmm? You're in good company there because I've heard a story that now, Grant, I don't, I don't know if this ha- this probably didn't have to do with drugs and all that, but when Jimmy Allen, if I'm not mistaken, went to Nashville and moved there, he lived out of his car for a while. So he yep. was, so and look where he is now. <laughs> so you yep. know, you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just people just need to know that that's not the end of the road. There is always light. There's always light at the end of that tunnel, as dark as it mm-hmm. may seem at the time. You you can pull yourself out of it. I have done it so many times, and I pull myself mm-hmm. up by by the straps on my boots, and I say, "Let's go. It's time." And and my comebacks are always better than my setbacks. You know, Amen. so that's right. So I mean, just got to keep pushing forward. And the more that people are are willing to share and talk about their stories. The more people can heal, and the more I mean, that's you can ask uh, Chad Rowland. He is uh, my guitar player and songwriter, and he. I mean, <laughs> I tell him all the time. It's not about. It's not about me. Me becoming some kind of superstar. It's not about the money. It's. It's about <laughs> me being able to get to where I want to be to share my stories with the world, and eventually be a public speaker and Amen. and help people. Because <laughs> that's you know. That's really when you look at music. It's it's amazing. I remember back when Sandy and I first married. Um, I was one of them big believers in motivational tapes. That's how old we were back then. <laughs> the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some of the younger generation would never know what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, I was big in the motivational tapes. And when I say big, I mean I guess I was brainwashed. I mean I was. You couldn't convince me that I should listen music i was brainwashed to believe mm-hmm. you know what because i because because the businesses that i'm a part of were always pushing on you that 
And le- if you're in your car, it should be a motivation. It should be an educational time, not music time. If you're serious about success, and I believed it. I mean, I was hook, line, sinker, <laughs> and then she comes in my life, hardcore country music fan. <laughs> oh, yes, cried. I had to have music on 24-7. And I had to have audio on 24-7. So yeah. we collide at the beginning, and after a little while, I realized we both had to compromise, and I was like, okay, how about this? We'll do 50% music and 50% audio. Custom, and, and, and she agreed. She said, oh, I like uh, – I guess she probably agreed too because she was like, you know what, at least I get some music in there. <laughs> And and it was a great compromise because it taught me something through the years as we had grown, especially in this music part. I never even considered the power of music. I think music's – even though I I still believe that people should do the motivation stuff, I still believe that that you should listen to sermons. I still believe all that. But Mm -hmm. I also understand now. That music will move people way before any type of motivational talk, way before. Right, yes. And I didn't understand that then because music has power. And that's one reason I guess it was all all over the Bible was music. So even in the Bible days, they had music. Yes. And and it's just people heal through music. And that's Absolutely. one reason I'm so glad. That ever. <laughs> I'm so glad of what y'all do because, again, and that we can bring this, y'all's stories out because, again, this is healing. It's not just healing for us and healing for you, but it's healing for anybody that listens because, again, music moves people, period. Yeah. It I, does. I can be in a song, even as a guy, and I'm an emotional guy anyway. <laughs> so that's he is. But, mm-hmm. but I can <laughs> be so into a song that I'm in tears. On yeah, some oh songs. yeah, me too. I'll be bawling my eyes out because <laughs> it brings back <laughs> that memory. And yep. and and you know, Ashlyn wrote a song uh, um, called "I Need to Feel This," and I love that song because so many, you know, it's about feeling the pain. Because you know, everybody yep. has a mask over the pain. Most artists. Oh, I should say many, but probably most. Probably most artists write songs about masking the pain. She right. wrote a song about heal, about feeling the pain. That's such a powerful thing because like nobody that. wants to feel the pain anymore. And then they wonder why we explode. Right, <laughs> people. People end up on on A and E snapped. <laughs> and and again, that, so you really do have to. Um, <laughs> um, feel the pain, and and not 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 dwell in it, right? But, but you have you know you have to be in that moment. Move so, on. so you know what? Like my stepmom is in the hospital and she's in her last days. I I have to know that it's okay to be down over that. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear that. That's really sad. Well, thank. You. But I have to I have to know that it's okay for a moment. To dwell in it just a tad, but yes. not dwell in it for life. I think that's where people right. get it mixed up. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Where if I just mask it and mask over – and because that's what I did. I, when, when my mom passed away six months after we married, I tried to mask it because I uh, – at, at that time, I wasn't really drinking much when me and Sandy first got together. So she didn't know the mm-hmm. heavy, heavy part of that side. And when my mom passed away, I tried to mask it. First, I masked it where we would travel up and down the East Coast, go to Myrtle Beach and going down to Daytona and going to – well, I did it all on credit. Well, eventually, that ran out. My next mask was drugs and alcohol because it was a lot cheaper than travel. (laughs) And and that's when our our marriage really hit a downfall the first few years of our marriage after that because I went back to – not only did I go back to the drinking – and I'll drugs and alcohol, but I went heavier than I ever been then, because I was trying to mask over the pain that my mom just passed away. Right. <clears throat> and so I totally get that. And and that, and that's why I think people need to feel the pain. They need to be in that moment. They need to they need to realize that they can 
feel the pain, it's okay. but not live yeah. there. It's okay. Just don't, just don't live there. Yeah, and I like what uh, that's why I like what you're doing because you've had a lot of pain in your life, but you're but you're not living there. You're you're telling your story, but you're mm-hmm. still chasing your dreams. Right. And that's just, that's just unbelievable. And, and you know, you've had some great. Tell us about you know. Let, let's go to a little more positive now. Um, tell us some of the good things that's happened in the last year because I know about the whole. But and it's funny. I love your title, The Buzz, because we have New Country Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so we were right for each other for, for an interview. Totally so tell us to about, Yeah. So tell us a little bit about The Buzz and what's been happening this last year, because, man, there's some exciting things happening in your life right now. There is. Um, it's, been, it's been an incredible journey so far. I mean, this, this past year, I – in 2019, I should say, I released um, I released my very first album that I recorded in Nashville um, with the the best of the best players. I had I had come join. And, in and on you know the what? Album. Let's let's play the buzz real quick for people um, okay. before we get into that. That way they can hear exactly what all the buzz is about. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And everybody, this is called the buzz by Taylor D.
love it. <laughs> it. It sounds like that you had a lot of fun making that. <laughs> we had so much fun with that song. Um, that song. Let me tell y'all a little bit, a little bit about um, the songwriters that I work with. They, I, I have been very, very blessed to stumble upon some of the most brilliant songwriters that I have ever, ever known. And one of them being Chad Rowland, Amy Johnson, uh, Jerry Gladwell, Sonia McCleary Adams, um, wow. and. So what we what we do is me and Chad we have become over the past year we have become best the best of best of friends and mm-hmm. I I have always written I have always carried you know my little journals and and everything that I've gone through and I would write and not necessarily that I was writing songs but mm-hmm. um, I I just like to write well yeah I know I'm not I'm not there yet like as if I just want to go write write my own song I'm really I'm working on something right now but but I to be able to put the best of the best out there I got to be honest with myself and allow other people to help me out with that and Chad Rowland and I used to sit um sit in my driveway like underneath my little covered patio and mm-hmm. um partake you know in some adult fun activities and just and we would just talk about life and Mm-hmm. And talk about just everything that I've gone through and everything he's experienced in life. And um, whenever the buzz, whenever we were sitting outside, <laughs> uh, I looked over or he, one of us said something and we were like, what are we going to do when this buzz wears off? And, <laughs> that, and, and from there a song was born and it, it's just hilarious because I mean, I've, I've told him several times when, you know, in back in my very, very heavy drinking days, you know, sometimes I I may have woke up somewhere and been like, where am I? And yep, where is my there. car? And what city am I in? And, oh, uh, wow. And never gone. So people don't. People don't ever talk about what they do after the fact. You know, it's always about <laughs> what. Right. What you're doing during it? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I remember. So yeah, we had a lot of fun my, with that one. Because I remember waking up in in my I think it was the low rider truck, um, but it might have been one of the other trucks I had in the past. But I remember waking up one morning, like not knowing what happened, and all I know is a female was on the side of me, and she got up and got out, and I'm like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and, he didn't try and to tell that, you she loved you and you didn't try to like peel off and your wheels got stuck and all that <laughs> no, it was just that we both were drunk and we both spent the night together but in a vehicle and we both woke up and we both went our separate ways I have no idea who she was I don't know if she had any idea who I was oh, I, I don't even know who she still I don't I have no idea I just know that we went our separate ways, and and I remember wait, leaving that thing. I was like, "Oh my God, what did I just do?" God, I didn't. I I don't know what I did, because that was back in again, back in my heavy days. Also, especially before I hit twenty one, it was really heavy because it was like it was right. like a little cool thing to do because you weren't legal. <laughs> yep. I know, I know all too much. I know all too much about that. <laughs> um, and, so yeah, definitely people. I feel like people could definitely relate to this song in in a lot of different ways. And um, yeah, I I know yeah. it, it, it's funny. Kids kids love this song, and I know they don't even know what they're singing about. But <laughs> but they'll be back. My my son will be back there jamming out like, "What you gonna do when the buzz wears off?" And he has no idea, but. I mean, I think it. I think it speaks to a lot, a lot of different people, and it's just a fun, upbeat song, and that's why we we titled the album but, the Buzz. But, and, but you know um, what's great yeah. about that song? You could even you can even relate it to what are you gonna do when your buzz wears off? As in, if the media ran with the buzz of music, someone in the music, because sometimes right. all per- person's life is is being a celebrity. Well, what happens right. when that buzz is gone? Who who yeah. are you then? So you know, so it really is relatable even outside of the alcohol. It could be again, it 
you, you can slip anything in there, including right. someone being a celebrity. Because how many times have you seen people that lose, that all of a sudden their 15 minutes of fame is gone and they just lose it? Yep, that is so true. I never even thought about it like that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, um, as you know, our little, little one likes to ask you questions. Do so you want to go back a little longer? Okay. <laughs> yep, yes, he just this is our eight year old, our future interviewer here. He said he's going to have his own podcast someday. Okay, man. <laughs> well, let's hear it. What's right. got for me? All right, here he is. It's Christopher. Hey, Christopher. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> What's your favorite food? <laughs> What's my favorite food? Yeah. Christopher, let me tell you, I like everything. <laughs> I like it all, and I need to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite, though, my all-time favorite has to be fish sticks and macaroni. Oh, he loves macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh, I love me some macaroni yeah. and cheese. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, get, get the phone back to Mommy. I love pickles. Oh, he like, that's right, he likes pickles. Hey, all right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Christopher. <laughs> Yeah, we try to intertwine our kids. Hopefully one day we can do Caitlin, too, soon. <laughs> I think that's great. He sounds so cute. So you, I'm sure you've seen the tweet that has made national headlines this week about the country radio don't play two music women back-to-back. Have you seen that tweet? I have. I have seen that tweet. And What are your thoughts? On that, and they were about to get cussed by me, but then they deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> and but have, uh, what, you know, you've been in the industry for long enough to know how hard is it? Because I think some, I think a lot of the people, a lot of people don't understand the length it takes for a woman to make it in in country music. And yep, I yep. I understand it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely <clears throat> it makes things a lot harder um for women to be heard and and for women to get bookings. Uh I think it's total BS actually. Because venues venues will turn me down just because I'm a woman, but they have not even listened to the album and they have not even watched like seen us perform live and they don't know that my band is incredible and that we bring yeah. crazy energy and everybody always <laughs> sticks around at our shows and um mm. I know people have said women can't draw crowds but that's not the case either I mean I'm pretty sure uh there's lots of women in the industry that sell yeah, look out at Carrie Underwood she draws crowds exactly yeah. so um it's just about people being a little bit more open-minded to it and not sticking with what media is is trying to do in in that and on that subject. I mean, <clears throat> and you know, to me, what what it seems to start this. Now, I'm not saying it's ever been easy for women to make it. I think it's always been difficult, but it really right. started being really difficult. Because I remember, and even Sandy was talking about me, as me and Sandy talked about this a lot. She says, you know, in the 80s and 90s, it seems like women were making it. So what happened in the 2000s? And I yeah, think there was a lot of airplay back then for women artists I, compared to now. I think, I think right. bro country is what started that. Because if you think about it, when bro country – and again, it looks like that's starting to be played down now finally. But when bro country really hit the fan, that's really when country music start, stopped playing women. Or at least to a degree yeah. that they are. It's very unfortunate. <clears throat> and again, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because there are so many talented. I mean, I feel like talent is genderless. Whether you're male or female, exactly. you should That's be given right. the it same is. opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, and because how much harder. Like if someone goes to New Country Buzz and they look up artists in our thing right now, 
we probably have like 160 women profiles in there and like 70 men profiles in there. So we actually got more women than men in in the pro in New Country Buzz. And that's kind of on purpose, but in in a, in a way it's not on purpose. Um, right. Because of something I've noticed, and I told uh, I think I told Alice and Steele from Two Still Girls about this um, not long ago. But something I've noticed um, with the whole up and coming country bank scene. You have to go out of your way to not find good women um, who can right. – who are awesome. Cause, cause, and you have to go out of your way to find – and again, I'm not putting down any men here because they've they got some really awesome up-and-coming country men. But from what I've seen out there, there's more up-and-coming country women that are better than the up-and-coming country men. When you, when you put it as a whole, there's more of. Amen. So, so you actually, so you actually have to go out of your way to find the men versus the women, and that's sad. Because there ever, I mean, again, with the women, all you got to do is put 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 in Google and just they're they're everywhere, and that's one reason with with the whole new country buzz with the profiles. I'm hoping that people can come to it and be able to if they're looking for new fresh blood. Uh, for music and all that, that, you know, I'm trying to create one place because, because as you know, that's one of the hardest things out there. Yeah. You've got Spotify that you can search, but it's not, it's not the same because you get all the big artists on there too. You got artists, that you, you know, all the different genres and all that. But with new country buzz, the whole goal is be country music period and, and up and coming country. Right. So, you know, so that when people come to our site, they can find, people like you to help because I think that's the hard I I, I want to believe that our society would support up and coming country artists if they knew they existed I want to believe that right <laughs> you know and um so I'm that's what I'm betting on it because I in this day and time because of the internet twitter all that people have gotten lazy so they don't want to go search for it really that, you know, because again, to find all the different artists, you really have to search all these different places. So our goal right. is to I bring. Right, people in general are lazy. <laughs> so my goal is to bring it to one place. <laughs> if, if, if you're a type person mm-hmm. don't don't really want to go out and search everything, which I want to bring it to one place. We have almost 200 up and coming country artists in our site that are all good. Right. You know, and. We love people like you. It's really awesome, and you know, and the and the whole well, women I thing. Like I said, like you guys. <laughs> and and you know, with the whole women thing, it's it's a shame that that's happening right now. But you know, maybe just maybe that tweet has woke people up. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's pretty crazy that they flat out admitted that, but at least at least somebody did, you know. Yeah, because everybody, yeah. you know, I've heard that. <laughs> For several years now, but mm-hmm. I've never heard it from a source that was actual. You know, I never heard it admitted. I, I just heard it that people who heard it, who people who heard it. So you just never know. And this is the first time I've seen it in print that this is a rule of thumb. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so as we wind this down, because I know I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um. I know you're busy like like everybody else, but if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be, and what song would what what song what would the song be about? I have to say Janis Joplin. <laughs> I know she 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 wrote a few songs, and um, maybe her and I would have been able to collaborate on something. <laughs> and just talk about yes. uh, <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> <clears throat> so if um, I mean, I feel like all... I feel like if I if if I would have been able to meet that woman. Um, oh well. Wow. Oh man. And write a song with her that that would have been insane. <laughs> We definitely understand that because, again, you know, that's a really cool thing about songwriting. It can go anywhere you want it to go. Yes. But in, as we finish this up and 
got one last thing. Um, if you were just starting out and um, you didn't know where to start, what advice would you give yourself? To, to talk, that, that there's one piece of advice that if you could only give yourself, your younger self, one piece of advice about the music industry, what would it be? Uh, if I if I could go back in time and give myself some advice, it would have been to find God a lot sooner than I than it Amen. took me. And um, a good one. and and I know I know that now in my life, I mean, God is surrounding me and everybody I work with. I mean, more than more than ever. And I wish mm-hmm. I wish that I would have been able to find Him. And because when I was young. I I was not trying to do that. I was living in the fast lane and doing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And I wish I would have leaned on him and had him guide mm-hmm. me. Uh, but then again, it's like I had to go through all of these all of these things to be where I'm at today. So exactly. And and you know, the kids you have wouldn't be here if it would change anything. Because like I always tell Sandy and other people, exactly. People always people always ask me if you could change anything from your past. Would what would it be? And they think I'm lying because I'm like I wouldn't change. As hard as my past has been, from crime to alcohol to all that, to home away from home, being in jail back in my early 20s and all that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change any of that. And they don't understand that if I change, it, it all had to that, happen. It all, it all. Sandy wouldn't piece. be here. Right, and it, it it all pieces together in some crazy way. Yep. You look back and you're like, well, that had <laughs> mm-hmm. to happen. So this, so this yep. could happen, and that happened. So this That's right. Happen. Yep, because everything in our past has made us to who we are today. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't change so anything, important. anything I've been through or done either, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> that's why it's so important to change what you want now so that 10 years from now you can look back and say, okay, that led me to where I am now. Exactly. <laughs> And and you, and you I, I sometimes find myself getting the chills over my body whenever I realize why that happened so this this could happen in my life and it's it's a very Amen. surreal feeling to know that it, god is working in your life and mm-hmm. and it's pretty incredible and, and you know i've told people because one of the pieces of advice i always give anybody especially couples that are either married or dating but i think one of the best things a couple could do and like i said with a couple it person to, to find out who you are is to go back to the very first pain that you could remember as a childhood and write your mm-hmm. story out, write, write it out, write everything and make it a minimum goal of 50,000 words. And here's why, I, and here's why I tell people 50,000 words, because if you don't make a goal of 50,000 words, you'll write the good, you'll write the bad, but you won't write the ugly. And it's the ugly that will change who you are, not right. the good or bad. And so when you start to write it out, and people people are like, well, I can't write that, I can't type that fast. You know your story. It don't, you know. In most cases, I I, got, I wrote out fifty thousand words in thirty days, and I only spent like an hour a day doing that. <clears throat> but what it does do is you start to be able to connect the dots. You're like, ooh, so that happened because of that. That led to that. Mm-hmm. Like you were just saying, that led to that. That led to that. So that's who. That's this. This is what makes me who I am. All these little dots here. You start connecting yep. the dots. And when you can help your and if you're married or dating and both spouses do this and share it with each other, now the spouse, oh, that's why you kind of jump snap at me when I say this. I get it now. Right. Because, you know, because they, most people don't get it. They just think you're being selfish. No, you're being guarded. Because of your oh, yeah. past pain. But you don't realize you're being guarded because you know this is just me. No, it's not you. Your pain is doing this. So then at the same time, both of you can learn because now now the spouse can learn about the, the oh, this is why you act this way, but then you then the person can also say, Oh, this is why I act this way. Yeah, so then they can make the changes <laughs> they need to make. So I think people yeah, big light bulbs will go off if people. But again, I don't think it will work unless somebody writes a minimum of fifty thousand words because you won't write the truth. 
Right. And, and, and again, that's not saying that's not saying that you that you've got to write a book. I'm not saying write a book. I'm saying write your story out, connect the dots, and it will change your life. I am definitely going to write a book though one one of these days. Um, <laughs> I, I might have you a series to. of books. Um, and you, and, and, and I think to. it would definitely definitely heal some heal heal me and heal people that read it and have yeah. people understand, you know, why I do the things I've done and do the things I do today and it definitely stems back from all the pain and, and tragedy and everything that I've gone through to get to who I am today. Exactly. So, and you know what? We loved having you on. Um, I love you being gotta, on. I love you guys so much. Thank you all so much for having me. Um, you got an, I look you got forward an amazing to, story. Thank yes, you so much. You. So do you guys. So do you guys. Um, well, thank and you. then I guess I got to tell people uh, – Chad's yep, texting me right now. Make sure you tell people uh, where to find the music. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes. Tell people. The music, the album, The Buzz, the album, The Buzz can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Deezer, YouTube. Um, just Google Taylor D and all of it will pop up. Amen. And, uh, you know, again, we would look forward to in the next three, six months having you back on the show. Absolutely. Yes. I look forward to it too. Uh, you you have a great day and we will talk to you real soon. Okay, yes. sounds good. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Hey everyone. Well, as we wrap this up, the third episode, we didn't plan for it to go yes. this long, but as you've seen, we had some amazing stories that had to be told. And yes. I, you know, Sometimes you can't put a time limit on that, but I'm so appreciative of both Brittany and Taylor and Taylor D for all this because, again, both of them were awesome. We appreciate them, and next week we've got two more really great artists, a Christian artist and a country music artist next week that we look really forward to. we got another really powerful story next week, too, and probably we two do. powerful stories from what I've mm-hmm. heard. So I got the full stories from both yet. But they're both going to be powerful. It's going to knock your socks out. And um, as we leave, I'm going to play. I'm going to um, let Sandy finish it out with the whole um, who the people we partnered with, and then we will end this show. And here it goes. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a backstage pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The backstage pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.